0: Now, listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast.
1: All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. I am Alex Shane here covering whatever the hell passed for a Patriots Raiders game in the nfl for the dozens of masochistic people who are actually tuning in to listen to this rather than going full ostrich burying their head in the sand and trying to forget what they saw on sunday thank you for your continued patience and perseverance welcome to the path podcast
0: (laughs) rich rich are you are you a seinfeld fan at all uh i've seen a little bit from time to time well
1: uh december 23rd is traditionally festivus And uh, one of the festivist traditions at the Costanza table is the airing of grievances. So I think in the spirit of the holiday, rather than break down what actually happened to this game, let's just air some grievances, maybe get some stuff off our chest and get the hell out of here. What do you say?
0: I am fully on board with that because as we talked about beforehand, uh, before the show started, what more needs to be said? What more needs to be said? Uh, Everything that we've been complaining about this entire year still holds true. Uh, in addition to the fact that Mac Jones had a bad day. Uh, That was just the cherry on top. This was a bad game against a bad team. Patriots should not have done this. It's very clear that they are not a competitive team as they currently stand. I expect them fully to blow this team up in the offseason. Alec, take it away with your first grievance. My first
1: grievance is it's not that the Patriots are a bad team. If they were a team lacking in talent that just got beat up on and didn't have the ability to execute and get it done against better teams, no problem. Every team goes through those ups and downs. You call it a lost season. You foster the guys that are going to back next year and think about the draft and whatnot. That's not what we're seeing here. What we're seeing in 2022 is another Seinfeld uh, reference is Bizarro Belichick. This team is the exact polar opposite Mm -hmm. of what you expect the Bill Belichick team to be. Belichick Patriots were teams that were smart, savvy players. They worked hard. They didn't make mistakes. They were patient. They executed. They understood situational football. They waited for opponents to make mistakes. Then they capitalized on those mistakes. That's how they won games. And they had Tom Brady, which helped. But this (laughs) team for what, 15 weeks now have been completely blind no communication, the cadence is off, drive-killing penalties, drive-extending penalties, ridiculous timeouts, poorly run routes, false starts, delays of game, just like they cannot get out of their own way. They are still stuck in the parking lot of the very first practice of preseason, and they've never gotten out of the car, and I'm sick of it. There's my grievance.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's some spaces where I want to give Matt Patricia the most favorable Opinion that I possibly can, because this is his first year on offense. He, uh, you know, Belichick trusts him, which for better or for worse, uh, it's worked out pretty well for New England to trust Bill Belichick's instincts. But when you just see the same problems over and over, when you see discipline problems with players just being sloppy prior to the start, that is obviously like a player issue, but it's a coaching issue. When you see routes being run poorly, miscommunications, those are player issues, but they come from the coaching. They come from the consistency that a coach can provide. And it is just explicitly missing from this team. And the most shocking part for me is that, I mean, A, this was a fine offense last year, and the bottom has come out. And what I really want to emphasize is that, like, they, yes, they rank 17th in points. They also have six non-offensive touchdowns. That is most in the entire league. When you remove the non-offensive touchdowns, like they have, like they're they're ranked in the bottom five in the league for, for touchdowns on offense, and that's embarrassing. That's inexcusable. It speaks to them being uh, the worst team in the red zone in the entire league uh, on pace for the worst red zone season in Belichick history, uh, or, or with the Patriots. They are 29th on third down, 30th on fourth down, super small sample size, but like holds true. Uh, they're making the same mistakes over and over. They're sloppy. They, uh, There's just no cohesion on offense. And for me, it's the fact that they're still going back to the same well with the offensive coaching. That is my first grievance.
1: That's fine. And it's funny, you know, From I think from like a, an X's and O's play calling standpoint, It wasn't the worst. I mean, the running game was working really well. Um, you know, there was just execution what was a problem. I don't think there were there were a couple of plays where like why the hell did they call that play, and they couldn't get the screen game working, which is basically their entire offense. But look, Ramondre Stevenson had what like a buck twenty six and a touchdown. Um, I think that's the only thing I can remember. (laughs) From an offensive standpoint, of something good that happened was Reminder Stevenson. But again, I, I wasn't in a scenario where the 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 offense was just so inept with the play calling. It's just that the how they how they executed it was just mind boggling to me. I mean, how do you how do you have two touchdowns on four plays from first and goal, and neither of them count? Yep. How do you do that? It's yep. just it's and because it, it, was, it was a timeout that they didn't need to take. And then they weren't on the same page communication wise. So there was a, a, a the guy lined up wrong or a false start. I think it was the penalty that knocked him out. of It's just it's absolutely ridiculous. But the cherry on top of the turd Sunday, in my opinion, it wasn't even the lateral. We haven't even gotten to the lateral yet, Rich Hill, or the, or the blown <laughs> overturned touchdown. We're not even there yet. The cherry on top of the turd Sunday and the worst play of the game for me was when the Patriots were punting and half the team was facing into the end zone, looking at the punter To make sure we knew what they were going to do, where he was punting, what the coverage was, and the ball was snapped. And three or four guys came out completely unblocked, blocked the punt. The Raiders scored like two plays later. Bill Belichick team did that with half the team standing in the opposite direction. It's just inexcusable. And again, the players are not without blame. But you are that that level of miscommunication this late in the season, you just have to wonder what the hell is going on. And they're like I know it's on Matt Patricia and but like it's it's on Bill Belichick first and foremost. He's the head honcho there. That is his unit. He's the gang leader. And I, I really don't know what he's doing. I don't think they've given up on the year. I'm not sure like they're they're mailing it in, but it might just be one of those kind of 2009 mic'd up Patriots where Bill Belichick's like, I just can't get these guys to play, they want them to play. They're just riding out the string and uh Bengals, dolphins and bills on the slate. coming up it should
0: be a fun December for us <laughs> oh god if the Patriots score collectively 30 points across those three games on offense I will be surprised uh because I mean yeah it comes from the coaching and and my other grievance is like when I can't give Patricia the favorable view it's that what is the best case scenario with his offense here right what is his best case scenario he's had Uh, The Patriots had three good games on offense this year. You had the Browns, uh, you have the Lions, and you have the Vikings games. Those are the three games I would say are good. And a lot of the Vikings game comes from the fact that, like, they didn't turn the ball over on offense. And, like, that's a pretty sad threshold to have it become, like, an above-average game. But, like, outside of those three games, they've been below average pretty much every single other game. And so that, to me, says that, okay, you have your ramped-back offense with Bailey Zappi against the Browns and the Lions, and that's your best case scenario, uh, or you have the Vikings game, like, if that is where everything has to go perfect, every player needs to bowl 300 in order for you to be slightly above average. Uh, Because I really want to emphasize, as good as those games were, they only put up 29 against the Lions. I know they kind of ramped it off at the end there. 26 against the Vikings. If they were to score at the pace of those games they'd be like a top 10 offense <laughs> it's not like those were yeah. games where like oh my gosh if everything works well in a matt patricia scheme this is a top three offense in the league and i see the vision instead it's just like oh okay their uh, best case scenario is that they're like above average all right but like everything has to go for perfect in order for them to be above average and those were also against some of the worst defenses in the entire league And now they're not even doing it against the worst defenses in the entire league because the Raiders are one of the worst defenses in the entire league. And so best case scenario with this offensive playbook is that they're slightly above average in general. And what we saw happen on Sunday is that you have, at best, an average offense. And then if your quarterback has an off day, you look atrocious. And that is what happened. And that is not an offensive system that is going to work in today's NFL no, I'd love an average offense. I lie awake at night
1: dreaming of an average offense at this point. I, I just want some basic level of competence, some consistency. I've kind of given up on it and have for a while, but like it, what's really frustrating about it is I feel like once or twice a game, almost without a fail, once, twice a game, They'll have a really good drive. They'll put together something. It'll work. They'll have some complimentary plays, a play action, a couple of runs will set up a deep cross like that. That Armandre Stevenson touchdown run to put them up uh, 24. And then the, the two point conversion that was a filthy release for Jacoby Myers. Like it, it, it's so maddening because they, I think, I really do think that the 2022 Patriots from a talent level are so much better than their record and their on field performance indicates. They oh, have a really good totally. defense. And if they had a good offense, it's it's just so maddening to watch. It's like untapped, unrealized potential, a Bronx tale, wasted talent stuff going on here. And <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I'm rooting for Owen three for the next three weeks. I'll never root for them to to not succeed. But, you know, at this point, the season's over. I, I know they're not mathematically out of it, but they pretty much have to win out or win two of the next three and get a lot of help to make the playoffs at this point. Yep. But since the season is over, I think it's more just time to play out the string Try and stay healthy and like you said earlier, just blow it all up and focus on 2023.
0: Yeah, totally. Cause like this offensive line can't return in its current state. Isaiah wins on the IR, Trent Brown. Like the pieces aren't here. Like the like your best piece on Wainu is like going to be a free agent after next year. And like after that, you have Cole Strange, who's like fine, but he's young. And like there's not a lot of good blue chips on that piece other than on Wayneu. And then uh Jacoby Myers is gonna get his payday. Ramondre Stevenson's grid. Like there's just like there's not a lot of hope here, especially when, you know, uh Devontae Parker is gonna be 30 and he hasn't like been able. To, he, I mean, he is what all Dolphins fans said he was going to be. Is like have a flash here, and then the rest of it's gonna be like average to below average. Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, total bust. They need to like Patriots have a lot of cap space invested in them, so it's gonna be hard to move on from them. But like th- this whole team has to be reinvented. And honestly, I, I feel like Bill Belichick gave comment to this a couple weeks ago when everyone asked, like, are you going to do a change on offense? He's like, it's too late in the season to make a big change. I think you got to say F it at this point. Like, you're not going to make the playoffs. Like, just be honest with that. And so see what you have. I want to see Joe Judge get a game. I want to see Nick Kaylee get a game. I want to see, uh, you know air out just a different scheme, air out the ball to Tyquan Thornton and just like see if you can find a way to get him integrated to like get a building block for next year. Because at this point in time, he is already looking like a bust, like, and like through no fault of his own, because like this offensive scheme is not meant for him. But you just look at all the other first and second round players uh, at wide receiver and he's obviously the worst and least productive of them. And it's just like, well, obviously the Patriots reach for them. So like find a way to make him do something because when they you know, found those gadget plays for him in the red zone, it was exciting. Something happened. It was positive. Uh, make an offense around Marcus Jones and Taekwon Thornton. <laughs> just, just go do home <laughs> runs. Go for home runs because you're not going to lead sustained drives against these next three opponents. Just like mix it up. Try something new. See if something else works because the status quo is just going to lead to an extraordinarily boring experience and an 0-3 finish.
1: Don't see it happening. Rich Hill would love to see it happen. I would love to see him just go five wide for the rest of the season, abandon yes. the run completely. And just air it up. Why not? Like what's going to happen? You lose three games or you lose three games. Those are your two options. <laughs> so you may as well go down in spectacular fashion, 10 cup style, man. The, the TV movie references are flying off the cuff today. Rich Hill. Um, <laughs> speaking of um, flying off the cuff, we've gone long enough. Rich was the Jacoby Myers, lateral to end the game the worst play in NFL history because that is a debate happening around the internet as we speak
0: okay I I have mixed feelings on it it is definitely one of the worst ways to lose a game because none of it had to happen but I will give deference to two things here one uh was this intentional? All the players are taking the bullets here, so I'm erring on the side of believing them when they're like, no, the play call was a draw and run out the clock. Although, in my head, I'm like, if you're just trying to draw, like, run out the clock, then, like, Neil, what are we doing here? So, like, part of me is still thinking, like, was this called? Was this the intention? And, like, was this like how it was supposed, like, was this the plan to, like, try and do a lateral, see if they can win this way? No idea. But... I also see it from the player perspective of Jacoby Myers, where Ramon derry just kind of, like, tosses him the ball. What are you going to do? Like, split-second decision, uh, he could have just laid down. That's an option. But, like, I totally understand the idea of getting swept up in the whole, like, oh, we're doing this, and, like, scrambling around trying to find the open player. Like, I uh, – the game was lost before this. Like, th- th- I have no problem with him trying to do it. I think it's funny more than anything – uh, like the miracle in Miami when, like, the the Dolphins pulled that one off. It's more just, like, you got to tip your cap because that's, that's hilarious. That is hilarious uh, that this is how it went down. This is, like, overrides any and all other complaints from the game. So, like, to me, I'm, like, it wasn't drawn up this way. Like, or, like, it wasn't meant to happen this way. Like, I, the Colts punt will still be funnier to me like I will still consider that to be worse because like that was going to fail from the beginning. It was like a play that literally could not exist. Though there are many plays that I think would be worse. This is a player getting caught up at like best case scenario is a player getting caught up in the emotion and the excitement of it all. And I have no problem with that happening, uh, especially given like the stakes of this game and like the fact that this team was going nowhere. Like if this was a game against like the Chiefs with the first seed on the line, I'd be like, oh my gosh, how could you do it? But this offense is in such desperation mode. They have no faith that they can score like in scheme. They have no faith that they can do that. They have no belief in the offensive scheme. You can hear that from every single player at the press conferences. It's that like this just isn't working. What are you expecting us to do? So they have to put it into their own hands. And for that, I cannot begrudge them.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, this is an all time boneheaded NFL play. And this is going to be on low light reels for the rest of time. It's up there with a lot of the other crappy plays. It's just the way it is. Is it the worst play in NFL history? I think that's kind of a prisoner of the moment, recency bias kind of thing. Uh, I think this will just be eventually fade into one of those stupid plays and end of the game. Uh, We're never going to escape it. So anytime you see stupid plays, you're probably going to see Jacoby Myers or Chandler Jones, his second touchdown pass, I think, as a professional, maybe his third touchdown pass as a (laughs) player. Um, But uh, like, I, I don't know. It is what it is. And honestly, I feel like, They weren't going to win an overtime. I didn't think they are going to win that game. I think they'd probably win the coin toss, go three and out, punt to the Raiders, and then they'd kick a field goal. I thought that was what was going to happen. Uh, And I I do think, I know, I I also will give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it wasn't a drawn-up Bumble-Rooski lateral-lateral play. But I think that also is on the coaching. And your point about how they have no confidence in their own offense to be like, we're not going to win an overtime. Let's try and pull something out of our rear end right now. Uh, Again, best-case scenario there, Mac Jones catches that. And then what happens? He runs it in for the touchdown. Anyway, doesn't matter. It never should have happened for a lot of reasons, the least of which being the Patriots should not have let the Raiders drive down 81 plays in a minute and 30 seconds or whatever it was. Considering a fourth and 10, they gave up. It is so infuriating to me, Rich, that every single NFL team does not understand that prevent defense is a miserable failure every single team <laughs> every week they get a touchdown lead they want to protect it so we'll just stop doing what's been working all game and switch to some kind of soft cover six and let teams march down the field i don't care about the the non-call it's one of those things the nfl overturns that half the time there's no consistency there it's more that it got to that point that they allow the touchdown to even be a factor that really really gets to me
0: yep totally totally and like that goes to the coaching, too. And that was like a pure yep. Bill Belichick decision. Like, that—that that is at his core what he does. And, like, it's always infuriating every single time. And, like, you know, he knows his defense. But, like, there are so many decisions that the Belichick team does. Like, I'm not obviously saying that, like, the game is passing by because that's just a wrong statement to make. But there are so many modern analyses and trends and understandings of the game that the Patriots are just living in the Stone Age still around how they call the games around how they try to defend things about how they try to scheme stuff on offense, like not having motion is like the offensive equivalent of like encouraging prevent defense. Like none of it makes sense. It's all, it's, it's, it's uh it's all ancient thinking in, in a league where every quarterback should be good enough and every play caller should be good enough to uh, if you're given prevent defense score any amount of points in a minute, like, any any competent offense can do that, and it's very apparent. And, like, what happened and, like, what worked in the early 2000s when, like, you didn't have a lot of this competent <laughs> offensive play calling. You had a lot of teams being like, well, I got to run it 30 times in order to win the game. Like, uh, you don't have as many teams running with like that, like, old, not actually smart football type of play calling that when you go into prevent, everyone can score on you. And the Patriots haven't switched that up. And that's just like another thing on the register. Um, Alec, last thing I have to say on this one. Yeah. My biggest concern is that they're breaking Mac Jones. Mm. That's that's my that's like my biggest question for like what is happening, why I think like Kraft has to have to sit down with Belichick and talk about the future of it is that I don't think Mac Jones is like a top five quarterback in the league, but there's no reason he can't be as productive as like a Kirk cousins, a, like, uh, or, or like a Tua. like, there's no reason he can't do that. And for him to be a shell of a player, for him to have, uh, you know, the Patriots rank 30th in touchdowns for, for him to just be like gun shy. Uh, there's a pass flow to Johnny Smith where like his technique is just busted. He has no faith in his offensive line. He doesn't step into throws. He's thrown off of his back leg, body fully torqued, like wrong direction. Like he's breaking. And for the Patriots who have such a, like a Chad Pennington-esque, like can be a fringe top 10 guy who can make you competitive to fall into their lap and then to not put the right infrastructure around him. I am most scared that, through the course of this broken season with Matt Patricia, that Mac Jones himself is breaking. And uh, so long as Matt Patricia is calling the offense, I feel like his career won't be salvageable in New England.
1: I mean, look, you you don't go from a Pro Bowl rookie campaign to this. You just don't on, on your own demerits, right? I mean, he's having a sophomore slump is something you see oftentimes around the NFL teams get more game tape on a quarterback they figure him out a little bit more so he has a little bit of regression year one to year two but not to this level Uh, I still have a lot of confidence in Mac Jones as a player I think he can be a really good player and I think that if the Patriots can build an offense around him that complements the defense most of whom's coming back next year for the record we can talk about offseason when the offseason blissfully and mercifully gets here but (laughs) you know I, I I think that that I, th- I think your point about kind of craft sitting down with Belichick will also need to kind of trickle down to Belichick sitting down with Mac Jones and be like, listen, Mac, we tried an experiment in 2022, didn't work, but we have a lot of cap space. We're going to build the offense differently. Year three is kind of the year that quarterbacks make a big jump. Uh, I'm just hoping that the progression or the regression this year didn't permanently kind of set that back a couple of years because the way the NFL kind of works now with Tom Brady being the obvious anomaly is you luck into a really good quarterback. Around year three, the title window opens. You go all in on those kind of three, two, three, four years where the quarterback's hitting that that stride, and then you're probably bad when the cap hits you. And the Pats have to do that now. They're not going to have a Tom Brady taking less money year in and year out so they can build a good roster around him. And so sitting down with Mac Jones, saying a mea culpa, this didn't work. We're going to fix it. We're going to go back in next year. Uh, I, 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 I do have optimism for th- this, this team. I do think good things are on the horizon for them. But you're right. It's going to take a total, total reset. And I just hope that uh, all team, all players who are on the team next year remain all in. And the real concern is, you know, I think that for a long time, again, I'm getting ahead of myself, but the Patriots were, were like an off season destination for a lot of players. Like yep. they wanted to come play for Bob Elicek. They wanted to come catch passes from Tom Brady or, or learn from, from Joshua Daniels or, or Charlie Weiss or whoever. Uh, I just don't know how sexy uh, a destination New England is now. And uh, this team has a lot of questions to ask themselves and a lot of answers to seek out in the offseason. But speaking of offseason, Rich, there's three games left. Do they win any of the next three
0: games? Are you confident in any wins coming out of the next three weeks? Or is it 0-3? 0-3. Like the, The only game that could be close is the Dolphins one. And I think that they still lose that one because they're not going to score on them the Dolphins defense is a little bit better and the Dolphins will be playing for their postseason lives. There's no chance. The Patriots aren't going to wake up for that game. They're going to be eliminated next week against the the Bengals. And they're just not going to uh, have the same fire. Like there's, there's no need for them to compete for the rest of the year. I think that they will go 0-3. And like, I would love to be wrong. I would love to see them show some fight. I would love to see them like take the shackles off on offense and be like, all right, Mac Jones – has never been this dink and dunk quarterback that is never who he was that was never why he was good at Alabama and actually call plays that match to his skill set like actually I would love for that to happen I have zero evidence that that is what will happen and so for that I think that they're going to go on 3
1: Can the Patriots be mathematically eliminated next week against the Bengals if they lose and other stuff happens around the league do you know?
0: Uh, I don't think they literally can be because I think that if they right. go like two and one and uh, all the other teams go, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe. I, I feel like the the Chargers have the inside lane on it, uh, but also uh, I, I don't think that they can be truly eliminated. But I think that that could be like the the uh, you know Marvel End Game kind of you know, one in a billion chance to do it. Right.
1: All right. All right. Again, I'm not gonna lie. Again, I'm not some kind of negative fan I'm really not but I'm going to breathe a huge sigh of relief when the official mathematical elimination comes through because then it's time to really turn the page but again yep. they can win out they can finish 10 and 7 I mean I had them 10 and 7 in a wild card spot that's still on the table if they somehow beat Cincinnati Miami and then go to Buffalo when Buffalo's likely competing for the number one seed the <laughs> opportunity to knock the Patriots out of the playoffs on the line what a wonderful day that's going to be in Buffalo if that's actually the scenario Ooh, that 60 facing. to 0 yeah, uh, I, I don't see any of that happening. It's been a lost season for a lot of reasons. And again, it's not that they're bad. It's just that like why they're losing and how they're losing and the the talent they're wasting. It's just frustrating yeah. to watch. And I'm not questioning my fandom. I am going to be riding with this team for the rest of my life, but have someone who makes very little money breaking down this game. Uh, it's just very tough to do with a season like this one.
0: Yep, absolutely. And, if, and if there's not a change made on the offensive side. Uh, next season this is going to be the exact same as this one. So yep. uh, I'm hoping that there will be forced to have a change. Um, but, you know, I, I would love to see also just uh, a player breakout or two. I, like, I want to get some players that I can root for. And it's really hard to do in this environment where they're not even given a chance to, like, show their capabilities. Like, Ramondre obviously became a big fan favorite because he was given touches and opportunities. Jacoby, same thing. But I, I, they just are not doing like they're running such an ancient offense that like there, there isn't even an opportunity for a player to become a household name. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping things will change. Alec, we'll break it down. Uh, we'll have our preview for the week 16 game against the Cincinnati Bengals coming on Thursday. Do you have any final thoughts on uh, this most embarrassing loss to the Oakland Raiders? No, I have nothing to <laughs> chill. I always okay. have nothing. <laughs> well, until next time, Alec,
1: you have a good one. You too, buddy. See you. Later.